0: We learned this week of the hitherto convincingly suppressed appeal of a particular town in England's legendarily grim north, which is to say that we learned of the obdurate holidaying preferences of one German tourist, a certain Rainer Schmidt, who for the last 32 years has been taking his annual holiday in Hull. Hull, hell, you see what we've done there, and while we acknowledge that hell ain't a bad place to be might have been the more subtle and or fitting ACDC Hull allusion, it is a bit of a deep cut and would therefore have been less inviting in on the joke to the passing listener. And we, for one humorous weekly news review, would be interested to know what the general muttered agreement crew makes of this deeply pondered artistic decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, mm. I think it's, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cannot tell you what a relief your endorsement is. We learned that Herr Schmidt had become entranced over the decades by, it says here in loftily impartial journal of record, the Hull Daily Mail, Hull's kind people and the beautiful countryside surrounding the settlement. We did also learn, however, that while Herr Schmidt proclaims himself fond of traditional English breakfasts, he is unimpressed by the local sausage, which he skips in favour of an extra bacon ration. It's just as well he doesn't bring his own sausage from his native Bavaria, perhaps in some sort of special portmanteau, Oh no, as that would obviously be a worst-case scenario. Anyway, sticking with the subject of people subjecting themselves repeatedly to the same futile ordeal in the expectation of different results, and no, we're not talking about listeners to these monologues. From an outside point of view, these last few weeks probably look like total chaos. We learned that in a live-action paraphrasing by the US Republican Party of the most famous aphorism of Andy Warhol, everyone will be Speaker of the House for 15 minutes. The Speaker's races under our House Republic majority have been open honest, transparent, and a true display of what democracy looks like in action. It's an interpretation. Speaking there is House Majority Whip Tom Emmer, and we learned that this would be about all the speaking he'd be doing, as his own tenure as Speaker-designate lasted from just after lunchtime on Tuesday to shortly before dinner. He was the severalth candidate to be put forward before the republicans decided he might be too broadly sane for their purposes whatever they even are and finally settled on this guy this time it's mike johnson of louisiana a former talk radio host a lower ranking member of house republican leadership serving his fourth term he's an attorney specializing in constitutional law voted to decertify the 2020 elections. So we learned that the new speaker of the House of Representatives, and therefore the person second in line to the actual presidency in event of severe mishap, is someone who not only apparently believes the fantastic fictions that the 2020 election was stolen from former President Donald Trump, that the software in the voting machines had been furtively rewritten by the ghost of Hugo Chavez, or whatever mad nonsense it was, but actively engaged in the attempt to overturn said election. This should all go absolutely fine. Nothing to worry about, wouldn't have thought. All this is said, of course, with the due caveat that by the time this monologue airs, almost anything else might have happened. The name of Mike Johnson might already have been consigned to history, and the new Speaker of the House of Representatives, which, and we check, does not technically have to be a member of the House of Representatives, could be you, if you're an American citizen in reasonably solid standing. And if you're not, don't worry, your number is bound to come up eventually. But we learned that one American citizen's number looks increasingly like it might actually be up. Well, we and end this immediately. Thank We learned that Donald Trump had heard enough of his ongoing civil fraud trial in New York, specifically at around the point that the judge stung him for 10 grand for violating a gag order. And we learned that Trump may have yet greater problems. We learned not only that his former White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows, had apparently grassed him up to a federal grand jury in return for immunity from prosecution, but that Trump's elite strike force legal team of happier times were verily queuing to usher him under the bus as Jenna Ellis became the fourth of Trump's co-defendants on charges of trying to cook the 2020 election in Georgia to plead guilty. If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this whole experience with deep remorse. As do democracy and common sense enthusiasts the world over. But we learned from another member of Trump's elite strike force legal team who the real villain is. We learned, and honestly, you'd think this would have been bigger news, but such are these times, that Joe Biden, President of the United States, is in fact an undercover operative of the Revolutionary Guard Corps of the Islamic Republic of Iran. But let's face it, he's on Iran's side, and he's on on Hamas's side. He is not on our side. Plus, he's got a bunch of spies in his administration. This guy is working for Iran. Either that, or we learn that the green rooms of the TV networks on which Rudy Giuliani appears these days are extremely generously stocked. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.